Okie dokie. So we are on episode nine of public access. Uh, we are in a dawn phase. We'll do a just a real quick recap because I think I think there isn't too much to recap right now. Um, in terms of mysteries, you have two and a half. I'm not sure if I'm going to round that up to three. I might introduce a new mystery. I'll decide in the next four minutes. Um, but right <laughs> now, uh, we still have the Deep Lake Lurker, which is available to resolve. Uh, Starlight Kingdom, which is not yet ready to resolve, but you do have the last question uh, available to solve, to, to answer. And there is a special mystery for Erica, who is uh, in the chromatic desert currently, uh, called As the Crow Dies. It's a little, a little bit separate from the rest of what's going on. I was kind of hoping we'd have wrapped that up during the week, but I was slow in some of my responses, so sorry about that. Um, no, I was also slow. Apologies. So I had a, a very, like awake 30 plus hours sleep 12 schedule this week so it was, it was not good that, that does not sound good it does sound potentially good for putting you in the right headspace for this mystery though <laughs> but um you do have more than enough clues to make an attempt at that answer so uh consider that and uh Let's talk about the characters. Uh, Brian, uh, you are loaded up with conditions. Shane is uh -huh. loaded up with conditions. Erica is loaded up with conditions. You're all doing great. Um, I think, considering we'll be picking up, uh, yeah, let's say the next morning after your adventures, Brian, you could probably clear 420 Blaze It. Uh, I think you'll have come down by then um matt you have feeling good which is a good condition uh but remember that you need to decide to use it before you roll uh to uh get a get an advantage on your next roll and erica you your conditions are pretty Pretty good uh, where they are. So uh, please remember to reset your Dawn questions if you haven't yet, or keep them the same if you want. It's entirely up to you. Also, I wanted to let everyone know that I grabbed when I, I leveled up last session, so I chose an additional latchkey move. Um, and I chose next Sunday AD. Oh, wow. That is such an interesting move. I'm excited to see how that works. Do you That's pretty much the main it? reason I, I I picked it. So it says, once per day phase, you and at least one other player can do an out-of-character narration of an upcoming scene as if you were doing running commentary during a movie. At least one thing from your shared narration will be true about the upcoming scene. Tell the keeper what it is. The keeper can decide what other elements from your narration are also true. Very cool. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, 
it just okay. seemed kind of weird and neat. So I was like, yeah, I think I'll grab that. Because <laughs> it it's is. not really like anything we've done in other uh, in other games in the system. I yeah. Don't think. No, that's cool. Uh, excellent. Um, right. So we don't have any key prompts to get through. Uh, so if we're ready, I think we can move into the day phase. And I think I'm not going to introduce a new mystery. Uh, I will count Erica's mystery as, as the third to hopefully give you the chance to get through the ones you've got. Um, so let's talk about the day phase. Erica, you are still wherever you are in the garden. So uh, that's an easy one. But Brian and Shane, you're back home. What are you planning on doing during your day phase today? You are not transmitting. Um, I suck. Yeah. How did we like get home from Starlight Kingdom? There was, we left when we were there. Yes. Now we're stopping back to, okay. Yeah. Uh, either Lupe gave you a ride home or uh, you, you drove home. Maybe Shane took the wheel as Brian was uh, <laughs> a little uh, inebriated, but. Whomsoever was soberest. Yeah. Maybe you, Lupe's straight edge. Maybe. I don't think so, though. I think Lupe parties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange, right? Like, Deep Lake is centered on Erica right now. And as the crow dies, is centered on Erica. And Deep Lake is centered on Amber more than Erica. Sure. But well, we don't have the next victim. Erica's the next victim, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. That's what I that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. I see. Um so it there can still is... be solved though. Yes. Right? right. I just narratively would feel a little strange, I think. Well, it won't feel strange to Shane or Brian, who have never known point. America. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I think well, maybe I'm, that's I'm... like kind of part of the challenge, for lack of a better word. Um, like with the chromatic desert, is kind of like figuring out how to narratively end, like as a player and players like work with how this affects our gameplay now i will also say um erica if you want to leave where you are that can be arranged but it's a one-way trip 
Right. I should have made it clear when you spoke to Sun, but Sun can help you back to the proper chromatic desert. But uh, so am I taking from your question, Matt, that you're interested in? Well, you wouldn't be able to resolve Deep Lake uh, until the night phase anyway. But uh, you did roll a 12 on that answering of the question. So you will get a less dangerous resolution and uh, the big man will make an appearance. but you are two clues away from being able to roll on uh, the resolution question for Starlight Kingdom at a flat roll. Yeah. I know, I just, I don't, I don't feel like I know what to do at this point. What about uh, Brian? Any... Uh, I think Brian is um, a little confused as to how they got home at all. Um, and uh, I, we we never got to see the circle of mirrors in the um, out in the desert, did we? You did not. No, because time loop and everything. Oh, right. Also, um like you both still have technically removable conditions if you want to do like a nostalgia move or something to start out and get the brain juice going that's true well then Perhaps while you're thinking on this, I will throw something at you. As the two of you are uh, getting your day started, perhaps with uh, a lot of coffee for Brian um, and uh, a perusal of the uh, Degoya County Examiner for, for Shane, um, Angela Hoskins will be coming down the stairs with uh, a trunk, a suitcase. And following her is Dieter Hoskins, Adafoy. And Angela is going to spot you in the kitchen and say, well, I think I'm off. Shane will raise an eyebrow and say, everything, you two good? Well, I came here to find my brother and or find out what happened to him, and I, I found him. Uh, but there's a slight complication. Uh, he's not coming with me, uh, Dieter. Maybe you can use your words. 
Theater just kind of looks at her, looks at the two of you, and says, my place is here. Here as in? As in? The house. Th this house? That we're renting? With you. Oh. Well, I, I, I suppose that... Uh, yeah, there there has been some uh, things we went through. Yeah, plus we do need you your help keeping up with our share of the rent, right? Or your your share of the rent. So, like fiscally, this is a great idea. Angela will look between you and 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 uh, Dieter and say, "Yeah, you might be disappointed there." <laughs> look i'll i'll cover the next month how's that you guys helped me out i can help you out that's uh that's very very nice of you uh yeah i i don't know how we were planning on making this work with only three of us well amber is around somewhere isn't she that that's what i'm talking about oh well i've been here for the last four weeks, Shane. Well, yeah, no, no, I know. But when we, we, you weren't here when we, I'm just saying we're lucky because when we rented this place out, we didn't really have a, a plan. That, that's just, never mind. Yeah, okay. Are you, you guys look really hungover? Mm. Yeah. Tired, not not hungover. Right. Uh, well, thanks again. Uh, I left my number uh, on the fridge there. So if you need anything, give me a call. Will do. Uh, uh, be safe and thank you uh, for your help. And drive safely. Yeah. Eloquent as always, Shane. See you later, Brian. Hey, catch you later. Going to wheel her luggage away. She and... just looks over at Brian and shrugs, like, "Did I do something wrong?" Oh no, she found you. You, um, she found her brother. That's great. And now she's got to go back to work. Did she give you like a ball of twine to carry into the labyrinth to find him with? No, that's a that's a Greek mythology joke because he's the Minotaur. Yeah, I and and Shane will lean in. I I think I saw Charon too, the the shopping cart guy. I think Shane will just. I don't think he's a real person. His name is a... Charlie. Shane was look over his shoulder at Dieter. So is he then, if you know so much about him? Is he Charlie? No. Dieter. No. Is he playing a different... You know what? Never mind. You two are much bigger nerds than I am. I have been holding that ball of twine thing in my back pocket all week 
because that is the only other thing I know about the story of the Minotaur. Actually, it would have been really handy. I should have. I got lost. That would have been that would have been useful. It wouldn't have helped. Back in wherever Erica is. Erica, when we left off, you were talking with Jules after finding the uh, kitten in the clock tower. Jules had just sung you the the outro to the Happy Jack, the Lumberjack TV show. Yeah, which is totally not disturbing at all. Nope. She doesn't seem to understand that it's anything other than a song, though. Erica looks over to Jules after... She says, you know, I don't, I don't know what that means. And it's just like, so he just sang it for you? Just, so it's just a song. It's you. She'll look at you and say, what else would it be? Okay. Can I, can I just like run something? by you like have you ever heard of like um i can't tell if you're pausing or stop transmitting <laughs> um have you am i coming through now yes yes Yes, cool. Uh, Erica says, have you ever heard of uh, the musical Adventures of Calamity Raccoon? The musical adventures? No, though Crow did sing a song about a raccoon living on a farm of pizza. <clears throat> right. Okay. Like, does the... Erica tries to, like, hum a little of what they can remember of the the theme song from when they watch the tape. Yes. Yes, that's it. I didn't like that one. Okay. And what about any little, like, you know the jingle is? Like, not the thing that, like, your really gorgeous jewelry does, but, like, you know, like a you guys really don't know um like okay have you ever heard of starlight kingdom no is that in this place you know that's a real good question actually um what about like would there have been any like um consistent like commer they were only more like the the weird uh they weren't exactly like just musical based commercials they were more like talky like insurance commercials on on channel 94 i mean it's yeah it's a public access yeah. so it would be probably a lot of like local businesses and uh 
things like that. Nothing, nothing with a, a lot of budget, I imagine. She'll yawn non-discreetly into the back of her hand and say, this is fascinating for me, but perhaps, uh, perhaps we could do something else. Right. Okay. Well, can you see the cameras? I might as well just ask you straight up. Yes, I can see the cameras. Okay, so what are they doing here? What do cameras do? Other than make me look fabulous? How did they do that? Oh, girl. Okay, well. Anyway, like, so you all know that the cameras are here and you're just totally with that the cameras are here the trees are here the grass is here crows over there you're right here and i'm right here yes we've established the things are in the garden and you don't think like that's weird at all is there like a is there one that's like close to the two of them where they're speaking? probably yeah yeah uh erica walks over to the nearest one and just kind of like waves their hand like in front of the lens up and down and it's like so you don't think it's totally weird that there's cameras filming your entire life lives all the time every day she'll look around and she'll just kind of shrug they've always been there Almost always. Wow, you would have, like, been great on the real world. I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, you don't get MTV here either. Um, so the cameras have always been here, like, since forever. Necto seemed to imply that... Not imply, well... Necto's got, got a vibe. What is, what's What's his issue? The cameras have been here for a long time, not forever. They weren't here, and then they were, and now they're here. And necktie when is... Did... Necktie. When did they start being here? Before. And before that, they weren't. Before what? Before now. But what do you mean by now? Like this minute or? She literally looks like she is about to drop dead from boredom. Like as exaggeratedly bored as she can, as she can possibly look, she looks it. She just kind of looks at her hands again. Like she's tracing the weird patterns there. And she says, I don't know what to tell you. I suspected you might be boring, but the depths here are surprising, even to me. Wow, rude much. 
Okay, listen. If you don't want to be helpful in that regard, can you at least tell me, like, what do you know? Do you know anything about Crow? What do you know about how Crow might have died? Because apparently Mr. Necktie over there says death isn't normal here, which is, yeah, totally a normal thing to say. Let's do a medal with resonance. And actual correct modifiers this time. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll come back to that. Uh, Matt has stepped away because uh, I think the puppy needs to go out, but it's raining, so he didn't want to before the game. Um, Brian, what are you thinking of doing today? Um, I think Brian is interested in going back out to um starlight kingdom and uh and maybe stopping oh come on where'd we go um right we're not on the in the right spot um stopping at the fifth dimension holistic beverages and supplies on the way there and maybe try to catch a glimpse of this um circle of mirrors in the sand or in the desert and get one of these coffee drinks that everybody's talking about all right. Yeah, we can do that. Um, so, fifth dimension holistic beverages. When you pull up, they're just opening again. And I think on your, your drive there, you would have seen Ray Nakai uh, doing his work. Probably actually not doing his work. Has his phone set up, leaning against the roof of his car and is doing a dance to something you can't hear. But when you arrive at fifth dimension from behind the counter, Crystal Starseed will look up at you and tilt her head and look at you really hard. And she'll say, oh, you were here yesterday. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, yeah, we uh, we didn't see you at the at the music video taping last night. Yeah, sorry. I went and then I decided not to because it was dark and I couldn't find anybody. And that was a weird thing to invite me to. Fair. Yeah, that's uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, surprised you couldn't find anybody. It was like, seems like it was really busy. Um, you left a note. <laughs> Yeah, we left a note outside. Oh. Can I get you a... Uh, uh, where did I put the, the list? Uh, can I get you a guava in the Age of Enlightenment? That's... Uh, wait. Guava is a fruit. Java is coffee. Okay. Um, I hear you make coffee uh, drinks. Yes. Yes. We have uh, Folgers and uh, Civet coffee. You say Civet? Yes. Okay. That's a new it's, one to me. 
Oh, well, actually, it's uh, a coffee bean that has been passed through the digestive tract of a small nocturnal mammal called a civet. It concentrates the acids in the bean and also centers the ions and makes it uh, more potent when it comes to aligning your motivations with your energies. My energies and motivations have been out of line lately. I th Did you say it's passed through the digestive system? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's try one of those. It is washed. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. And the heat will, yeah, you know, heat will kill any stuff, I'm sure. It does add just a just a hint of umami to the it's delightful that'll be 13.99 Ooh, that's a that's a pricey cup of coffee all right uh here here we go civets got... are endangered all right well anything to support them i assume a lot of your money a lot of this money goes back to uh, the civets to support their local economy. Okay. And she'll, she'll get started on it and uh, she'll move back to the counter and kind of look behind you to see if anyone else is there and there isn't. And she'll just smile kind of awkwardly and say, traveling alone today? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I guess so. I was wondering, you mentioned that there's a circle of mirrors in the desert and you said oh. you might give us, uh, direct, might, might give me directions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And she'll, uh, take out a, a piece of, she'll take out a napkin and a pen and she'll just very carefully sketch out the, uh, the juice bar and the road and then kind of in a line about 45 degrees from the juice bar she just draws that off into the desert and says that way she'll slide it over to you sweet thank you yeah it's uh, I mean it's like not super impressive but there are, I guess, more boring things in the desert. Probably most things in the desert are are more boring than almost anything else. Um, nice. So um, I meant to mention, uh, I think you have a, ooh, I think you might have a, in, a bug problem in one of the back rooms. I noticed some uh tarantulas um in the in your water closet tarantulas plural uh i think that is the plural of tarantula it tarantula may be the plural of tarantula i'm not sure how that one works but yes a block of tarantula how odd they're normally 
very territorial and don't congregate, but uh, I will look into that. Thank you. Um, do you want your coffee in a to-go cup? Please. I've got to walk out into the desert. Good. Yes. And so pour your civic coffee into a paper cup and with a paper lid. And she'll say, please make sure you recycle or at least bury it shallowly so it can decompose appropriately in the desert. Will do. Thank you. And you may want to drink it before it decomposes in your hand. This is an unwaxed cup, isn't it? Yes. Ooh, wow. You are ecologically minded. Well, we do encourage our customers to bring reusable bottles. Next time. All right. So you're headed off into the desert. Uh, yes, that is at, at a 45 degree angle to the juice bar and highway. There is. It's actually really easy to see because there is someone there already. There is a, a big pickup truck in the desert. You can actually see the tracks where they've gone off road. And there is a tall, very, very tall, but human tall, not big man tall, man, very skinny. And he is wearing uh, overalls caked in dried paint and dust and is working on a sculpture from what you can tell. All right. Um, I think Brian saunters up, looks around, looks at the mirrors. I assume they're just their mirrors. It is a circle of mirrors face up in the sand, partially buried, uh, all different shapes and sizes, but there are eight of them. And it's in the center of this circle that this man has set up his, uh, his little makeshift studio. You'll see that he has a confounding array of power tools and art supplies dragged on a sled uh, to this place. And the statue that he's working on, you can't really make out what it's meant to be yet, but he's definitely working hard. And he will look up and over at you and say, yo. And hey, howdy, in stranger. The in the morning sun, you can see uh, his pupils are three to four times as big as they should be. And he'll look at you and say, stranger, I guess I am. I guess so. Um, sorry, I was just, just happened by. I was looking for a circle of mirrors and I found it. Yes, you did. They're here, reflecting the sky. Stars above, stars below. Huh. Is this like a cool energy place to do your artwork? Or you just like 
sculpting in the hot sun? Yes, to the first one. It's Ooh. going to look great in photos. Nice. What are you working on? And he'll take a step back and extend his arms as if it's entirely obvious what he's working on. It is not. And he'll say, and I am very high. Very cool. My name is Angel. Angel Lewis. So I'm not a stranger anymore, though I'm still stranger than you. I don't doubt it, Angel. My name's Brian. Brian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. What are you, like, doing here? I honestly, someone mentioned there's a circle of mirrors out here. I thought it would be interesting, and um, and it is. Uh, not as interesting as what you're working on there. You know, actually, you're like, I was just like, stand right where you're standing. Like, don't move. Because I was just thinking we needed like a group of you standing like right about there. And then you were already there. And you're like on the same wavelength, you know? Yeah. Uh, I bet if I moved side whoa, to whoa, side. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we, yep, we yep, sorry. just wait. No, no, that's good. Just just change your angle a little bit. Quick, 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 quick. The way right. you're standing, it's all prickly. Right. Got it. Got it. Better? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So, um, like, uh, the mirrors? Yeah. I need to sip this coffee. I It is falling apart in my hand really quick. I'm going to finish this. Okay. Yeah, the ooh, ooh, that does have some umami. Ooh, um, yeah, the mirrors. Um, did you put the mirrors here, or were they? Did you find them? Oh no, man, these have been here for like decades, maybe no even centuries, mm. millennia. That Okay, I don't know if we've had mirrored glass for millennia, but yeah, it could be. Who knows? Maybe not us, you know? Right. I do notice they're not like all scratched up by desert sand and wind. Yeah, it's like alien technology. Glass. Interesting. All right. All right. So, Angel, it seems like you kind of, I bet you are out at night pretty regularly. Oh, yeah. Cool. Have you noticed any weird lights in the sky around these parts? He's probably seeing weird lights right now. Uh, he's gonna, hmm, 
let's do uh, a metal with presence, I think. And that is a plus one for presence. That is a nine. Nice. We will come back to that. I don't, Matt, are you back? Sort of, yes, no, he's still being a giant fuss. I was back and now I can't. If I sit down with the computer, I get jumped on. Oh, oh no. So, okay. assume um, I, can, I can hear things, but I. I yeah, all right, we'll come back. We'll come back for Shane. Um, in the garden. Uh, sorry, what did you get on your roll, Tracy? <laughs> Jules will kind of roll her eyes and say, no, I don't know what happened to Crow. He was alive before and now he's dead. And that's all I can really tell you. That's it. Okay, great. Like, what does it mean that people here don't usually die? Like, again, like, do you not get sick here? Or is it just that people can, like, I don't know what, like, your, like, immortality rules here are. She looks at you with clear confusion and then understanding and she says and it's like her whole demeanor changes for just a second she says you're still under the impression that we're people you've been here for a couple of hours now erica is this willful not people great like okay Everything's fine. Well, like, okay, even if you're not people or whatever, whatever that is supposed to mean, like, there's usually still rules around, you know, existence. Like, and oh, God, failed physics. What is that word? Um, I mean, let's be real. I failed like biology and chemistry too, but the. You know that thing where stuff like everything just like trends toward like you know Entropy. like breaking that yes yes see you I should have cheated off you instead of like Stacy Andrews. She'll look at you blankly and then the facade is right back. And she says I don't understand what any of that means, but here. And she is going to fiddle with something on her wrist and take off a friendship bracelet. She'll hand it to you and you'll see that there are milk teeth woven into the red strings. And she hands it to you. Maybe this will help. And Eric was on like, a really 
toothy fake sincere smile and it's like thank you are these yours or someone else's not sure which answer would be worse she just kind of tilts her head and says i don't know okay so we're going for like the third option that also is somehow worse than the other things i was thinking of cool um thank you i great awesome okay um cool goodbye bye and erica just kind of stands there looking at this thing and her hands and then just sort of like kind of hastily dumps it into their handbag so she doesn't have to keep touching it as you watch her leave necktie will call out to to jules and say jules hurry up we're going to play hot foot and jules says i don't want to play hot foot and necktie looks a little frustrated and says well what do you want to do and she says, tea party. And almost immediately, the children are lining up at a table that wasn't there moments ago. There is a delicious spread of food and drink, uh, rose-scented cure, maple sugar candies, and cakes and teapots on the table. And the children are all moving to take a seat. There is an open seat for you. Erica was smarter. Erica would not go over to that table or consume anything. But Erica is not always that bright in that regard and is, like, frankly, kind of starving and um, a little thirsty. And maybe there's something for this kitten, too. So she's going to head over and sit down at the table. The cakes are chocolate and mint. The tea is rich and syrupy. The maple sugar candies are actually little mice, like mice shaped. Wait, like, oh, maple, okay. you know, like the, the maples, maple sugar, like maple leaves that you get at like Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that, but they're mouse shaped. And the children will look at you as you approach and uh, necktie will say after this. We will play swords and smiles. Would you like to play? Sounds fun. Is it okay if I like join you? I have like, I haven't eaten in whoever, like however long. I don't know. I'm here's a little weird. I honestly don't know how long I've been here. Everybody's confused by that, but Necktie will say you can have Crow's seat. It's there's Thank only one empty seat. You. Also, um, I and Erica opens their handbag again. I found a kitten in the clock tower. Is there anything here that like the kitten could like eat safely? Is that a cat or a cat? 
You know, you're like the second person to ask me that. And I'm going to be real with you. I, I really don't like understand the question. I don't know. Put it on the table. Maybe it will eat. Maybe paints will get hungry. And the child in the face paint just grins and hisses. You know what? Maybe I'll just like Erica had started like taking the kitten out of the handbag. And then when they hear the paint comment, just like kind of just like kind of 180s that actions. Um, you know what? It might startle if, you know, it's like out here on the table. Um, I'll just like grab one of these little uh um, there's like the chocolate mint things, the mice things, and then what else? Oh, cakes, tea. It's a proper tea I'll party. Just like, I'll break off like a little piece of cake and maybe, oh, well, this is mouse like shaped. So like, I'll just like, maybe like a little bit pale. Erica will just like arrange a tiny plate for, for the cat and stick the plate in the handbag. The cat, uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll pop over to the desert again. Uh, Angel will look at you, Brian, and say, strange lights, like, where? Like, uh, do you know where the old, the old amusement park, the abandoned, never opened amusement park was supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, I went there as a kid a couple times. It was great. It never opened. That that doesn't make sense cuz anyway, yeah, I saw the lights. Uh are they like putting on a show? They I mean they sort of did last night, but these lights have been these lights have been appearing for a few nights now, nearly a week. Well, maybe they finally fixed it up again. That would be really cool. And you know how like everything from before is popular again? Like it all goes in a circle, like a wheel, like an Arobros. Yeah, like um, a big band swing dancing is back in a big way right yeah yeah only like seven more years and ska will be a thing again we can only hope right no i i don't i don't i mean yeah i see the lights but like you want to know something even weirder than lights in the sky yes i do i bet you do there's another like sculpture out here and i thought that yesterday i saw this car pull up at the juice bar and i thought it was someone trying to scoop my spot so i like i was thinking about slashing their fucking tires but uh then i realized that the statue's been out here like for a long time and it's probably not someone trying to scoop me That was a lot. That hang on, Angel. That was a lot. I'm gonna take a second to process that. 
right on. There's yeah. there's another statue. Yeah, like see that dune over there? And yeah. point out a dune. Yeah, just just past that. But like it's new or at least newer than this. Okay. And I like I don't I don't love competition, you know. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's sculpture is a non-competitive sport. Uh whoever told you that was clearly not a sculptor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you can go see. I don't think it's like finished, but it's still really fucking weird. Okay. Um do me a favor because I would prefer to not get lost in the desert and die. I realized coffee was maybe not the best idea for a beverage on the way out here. Right, yeah. If you hear someone, if you hear me yell, can you yell back so that hopefully I can find my way back here? Oh, yeah, totally, man. Like, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm going to continue my odyssey through the desert looking at sculptures. Right on. Right on. I will see you on the flip side, Angel. All right, Odysseus. So you're going to go over the dune? I sure am, yeah. As you pass over the dune, you will see there is a life-sized nativity scene that is not quite complete. Some of the, the figures are still just uh, wire and uh, not uh, paper mache or whatever was being used to make it. But it depicts a trio of aliens carrying a large wrapped bundle the aliens have eight legs that's 24 legs between them yep there's potential for a complication here though You tell me what you do, and I'll tell you what happens. Well, um, I think no, nobody being there to say not to touch the artwork, I think Brian is going to walk up and to get a closer look, try to figure out what material this is. Your complication is as you get close the bundle the wrapped bundle will hold on let me check uh, you were okay uh the wrapped bundle will wiggle and as you reach for it a rather large tarantula is going to fling itself out at you brian Well, that's no good. I don't like that. 
Um, uh, I, uh, uh, Brian's going to try to dive out of the way. Uh, yeah, let's do a, I think composure works here. A day move. Uh, what are you afraid will happen if you fail? Uh, I am afraid this tarantula will land on me and uh, just take a big bite with its venomous fangs. I don't know if tarantulas are venomous. This one is. They, uh, they are. Most tarantulas are, are venomous, but it like... won't kill you. Yeah. yeah, it's not like deadly. It just hurt. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, it's less worse than that because uh, it's not going to kill you. It's not even going to bite you, but it will tell you something, and you're not going to like it. I don't know why you say that's less worse, but I will roll. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that is a twelve altogether. Wow. All right. So you are going to get something extra. So tell me how you hold steady. Uh, I, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think Brian just, um, sees a large insect coming, a large, not insect arachnid, uh, coming at him, but it has been not that long since he rewatched the movie Arachnophobia, and he knows that when a spider is flying at your face, you got to dip and go to the left. And he does just that, um, dodging deftly out of the spider's way. The spider will continue on as if it hadn't been jumping for you, but was just jumping in your direction. And as you look back at the wrapped package, you see a uh, little glint of plastic in a purple clamshell shape. You found an Odyssey tape. And I think the Odyssey tape that you found is oh yes uh neighborly living o3 cooking for your community pure white extreme hmm. in the garden now the cat is not eating erica the cat is uninterested in the food entirely. Well, if you don't want anything and Erica decides to grab one of the little chocolate mint things and take a bite. It smells really good. It smells like chocolate and mint and it tastes like nothing. At first, Erica, like, is about to just kind of, like, enjoy the flavor when the, like, when the scent hits her nostrils and then, like, kind of realizes that 
there's just nothing that is coming through for the rest. And she pulls the rest of the cake, the the little, you know, the, the chocolate back and like smells it. It's like, it smells like fucking gorgeous, but like, and they take another bite. And she turns to who who's who would be sitting on like on, on her left? I think it's shoes. Hey, shoes, like this what is it what does this taste like to you? Shoes will be taking a sip of the tea with their finger sticking out. And uh they'll look at you and just say delicious. Right. Okay. Well, maybe it's, I don't know. Oh my God. Can I not taste chocolate anymore? <gasps> Erica like pours some tea and like takes a sip to see if that tastes like anything. Nope. And then she tries one of the little, the little, Maple sugar mice. Nothing. It's like cotton candy and that it kind of like dissolves in your mouth, but there's not even a flavor. Okay, cool. All right. Um, well, hopefully I'm like having a stroke or something, and this is just some like kind of weird hook situation. Um all right, everything's fine. Um Across yeah, the so, table, uh, paint hisses yeah. at you. And Erica just kind of smiles through their teeth again. Hi, your paints, right? He, uh, they pull their teeth, their, their lips back and... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Shoes will lean in and say, he won't talk to you. Sorry, they won't talk to you. Is it just like an overall thing or is this like a me thing? Yes. That was, you You all are really great at like not helpful questions. Like you would do great where I came from, TBH, but it's really harshing my buzz. Do you know how Crow died yet? Working on that, buddy. Like your friends here are not like the most helpful things. Um, also, do you know, like, do you know if this is a cat or a cat? Apparently there's some way to tell a difference and I don't know what it is. Ask it. What? Just, okay, like, just ask it? Yes. If it's cat and not just a cat, it can answer you. Great. Okay. Um, you know, I would say this is the stupidest thing I've ever done, but like, let's be real. I dated like 
Tommy, like Lawrence in high school. That was a worst decision. Um, hey, little kitten, are you are you a cat or a, a, a cat? Just wanted to double check in with you so I know like how you are. Eric has no idea what they're doing. Shane, are you here yet? Uh, we can try that. Sure. Okay. Brian has gone off to the juice bar. Erica is non-existent. What uh, have you thought about what you're doing? If you wanted to have gone with Brian, you can be uh, doing something else out in the desert or maybe going to Starlight Kingdom proper. Um, no, let's, let's make your life really fun. And is there anything left to do at Deep Lake? No, you've, well, I mean, you can go, but there's nothing to do. You've answered the question. You can't resolve it till night. Oh, okay. You so can only real option is Starlight Kingdom then. Well, I mean, you don't have to go to Starlight Kingdom. You can go to the library. You can go to the sheriff's department. You can go to... Uh, you have... There's a church. Yeah, there's a church. Uh, you Wait, have Wandered Monolith. You can go talk to the big man. Okay, let's... Well, hmm, that's risky, but maybe we'll do it, maybe we'll do it anyway for fun. Okay. So, so into the yeah. desert. Uh, is that how I seek out the big man? That is how you seek out the big man. Oh, it says, how do you make contact with him? So I wasn't sure that it was going into the desert. Let me just pull up the book. It does actually discuss that. Um, yes, in this layer, uh, the big man can only be found in the wilderness just outside town. Sorry, so he is... You can find him if you want. Okay. So I think maybe after Brian leaves, they're just like an awkward couple minutes where Dieter and Shane mostly have a staring contest. And eventually Shane is like, fine, get up. We're going. You're taking Dieter? Yes. All right. Uh, let's talk about the wandering monolith since it's the first time we've done it you can seek out the big man uh you can consult him like any other side character and it does have a different role though and you can get potentially two clues but if you miss you must mark the next box in the key of desolation which is the chromatic desert can i mask that role i would say yes okay but just 
I feel like it's a little out of the spirit of the move, but uh, yeah, I, I I would say yes. The wilderness outside town is largely desert, this being New Mexico, but there is some scrub, and I think it doesn't take you long to find him. He finds you more than you find him. He'll walk out from behind a ponderosa pine. Uh, he looks much like the last time you saw him. Uh, his eyes, or sorry, his skin is puffy and sagging. Uh, his eyes are pale with cataracts. He's slightly translucent in the daylight. Uh, not like see-through. Just you can see under his skin. You can see the veins. You can see things that you probably rather you'd couldn't. And when he speaks, his voice comes a little bit to the right of where his mouth is. But he'll smile and he'll say, Why, Shane, such a pleasure to see you again. Didn't think I'd hear from you so soon. Shane just takes a deep breath. Says, I don't know what's real and what's not real anymore. I don't even know what it means to be real anymore. Cameras and the actors and the producers you mentioned. I need I need to be able to function. And he'll jab a finger towards Dieter. Is he real? Big man will look at you with a not not a pitying look, but he, he looks softly towards you and says, Oh, Shane, my friend. It's all real. It's all real. Everything you can see and touch and hear and feel. Even the things that don't quite make sense to. Don't quite line up with what you're used to. It's all real. Then, then why are some of them actors playing a part, and some of them some some aren't acting? It's a, a strange, strange thing you do, pretending to be something you're not. There's always always a bit of truth in it, isn't there? That's how. That's how you differentiate acting from pretend i suppose at the core of it there's truth and shame will just blink at him and that's supposed to help me well I wish I could be of more help, but the old things are shaking off their slumber, Shane, and it takes away from me 
It subtracts me. There's only so much I can do. The storm is coming, and the garden needs to be protected. What? What garden? How do we protect it? Are we supposed to do that, or are you doing it? These are important questions that 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 you could be saying anything about instead of of of. She just sort of rubs his eyes. Cryptic nonsense, just like everything since we came back here. You know, Shane. There were a whole bunch of you, not you, people like you, collecting the Odyssey tapes, looking into what happened to TV Odyssey. But only four of you came. Only four. Okay. And? We all have our roles to play, Shane. You need to keep playing yours. You need to find what happened to the station. Might be the only hope any of you have. And and, and so what? The 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 house that eats people, the the the, the arcade cabinet, the the weird lake thing. None of that matters? No, it all matters. It all matters. And it's all real. But you need my help with something in specific. Ask your question. I'll see if I can help. What what does the thing at Starlight Kingdom want? Let's get that sensitivity roll. There it is. Two. Wow. Nice. So you're going to get two clues. Sweet. Well, I think on that. Ryan, you found an Odyssey tape. What's your plan now? And a clue. Um, well, I think Brian is a little less interested in whether this sculpture is paper mache or clay or whatever. Now it it uh, probably half of it is spider eggs. So Brian is going to take that tape and and try his best to find his way back to uh, Angel and the Circle of Mirrors. I think that's easily done. Uh, Angel is going to be sorting through the tools on the sled and uh, picking up a, a sander and 
testing it. He's got it plugged into a little uh, a little generator, and he's going to look up at you and say, "Hey, you didn't get lost, or maybe you did. Maybe this yeah. isn't where you're meant to be. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is, though. Um, yeah, just um, ooh, that sculpture is something else, really." really something else um but uh hey i found a uh found a uh vhs tape from um channel odyssey you ever you channel odyssey okay well right on all right well it they're they're yeah it's um yeah, it's like a collector's item. Um, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Weird that it's like out here then. Yeah, I can't imagine it's in the... I can't imagine it'll play. I mean, it's been out in the desert for, for, for who knows how long. But um, it's cool, at least for the, like, you know, the clamshell and the, the label and everything. I was always more a Betamax guy. But, you know, it is better quality, but I, just not the marketing's just not as good, you know. Maybe that'll come back too, though. Yeah, we can only hope. You know, I'm pretty sure, and like you didn't hear this from me, but like records gonna be huge again. <laughs> just huge. That's ridiculous. Know. Everybody knows CDs will be will be king forever. No, I'm telling you, records, man, they're coming back. They just sound warmer. All right. You know, we can agree to disagree. Um, I have got to get back. I just drank a big, big cup of coffee, and I am spitzing all over. Gross. Yeah. Right. Well, good to meet you, man. If you, like, ever want to come to one of my shows, just like look me up on ask jeeves <laughs> oh they got me right on right on i have a geocities website uh com. i paid for the premium nice all right well don't get too dehydrated out here bro uh, oh no i will See you around. Right on. Watch out for like spiders. Yeah, you too. The wave as you go. In the garden. Erica. Sorry, where did we leave you? Oh, yes. You were asking the cat if it was cat. The cat looks up at you and goes, Erica turns to Jesus and says, I think it's just a cat. I mean, wait, do like cats have like a developmental period? Do they have to like learn how to talk? Shoes looks entirely lost. Right. You do not know anything about like stages of life and shit. Okay, 
cool. We're good. Okay. Great. There I is a clatter on the table as Necktie smacks his fists against it and say, I don't want to play Swords and Smiles anymore. I think we should play Blue in the Face. Erica just kind of startles and leans backwards a little. And everyone kind of, kind of, you know, wobbles their heads and go, oh, fine, and all that. And Cap says, me first, me first, then. Let's get it over with. Or sorry, I can't, I can't do Cap's voice. Um, check the it's okay. Caps will get up and walk toward Necktie, who will also stand. Necktie will say one, two, three, and then he'll wrap his hands around Caps' throat and squeeze. And Erica just like jumps up and it's just like, what the fuck is happening? What are you doing? Necktie, we're you play playing blue what? in the face. And he his knuckles are turning white with the pressure he is exerting. And Erica turns to shoes. Is this normal? Is this okay? Like, what the fuck? Shoes will look at you and say, "Do you want to play? You can go." You know, they'll they'll stretch their neck. I uh, li- you are like way too no um no uh, what is what kind of fucking game is this? What is wrong with you? Caps' face is turning red and purple. No, Jeez. listen, like, that's not... okay. Stop. Nectar, what are you doing? We're playing. Do you want to play? By, like, choking your friend out? Like... Caps will turn to look at you. Her eyes are bulging. Her face is turning blue. Are you good, Caps? Like, this is a little... This is not what I expected to run into here. Necktie will let go of Caps, who will fall to the ground, gasping and giggling. Necktie will look at you. Erica, like, shuffles over to Caps and leans down and is like, are you all right? Is this a... What the fuck had... What the fuck just happened? I just went, so it's someone else's turn now. So you just fucking like try to choke each other out until you almost pass out. I don't know what that means. That's that's like a little description of what you just did here. Pass out. So you don't you don't lose kind. Do you Okay, quick question. And I know this sound may sound a little weird to you, but do you like do you do you breathe? Necktie will say, Well, if we're not going to play blue in the face, maybe we'll play punch the badger. Who wants to be the badger? Erica just like slowly turns to look up at Necktie, like just like again with just this what the fuck look on her face. Do you want to be the badger? You're a rather no, large listen, target. I, I just like rude much. God. 
I just got this stuff like dry clean, so probably not. Who wants to be the badger? And Jammies will raise his hand. I'll be the badger. And the children start clamoring up from the table. Uh, Paints just launches themselves from the chair straight at Jammies and starts pummeling the kid. Do you play these games with Crow? Necktie will look at you and say, no, Crow didn't like them. Yeah, seems like Crow is the only like sane person here. Okay, like, what the? And like, Erica just decides to pick up a piece of cake and throw it at Paints. Oh, you throw the the cake. It hits Paints square in the side of the face, and Paints just freezes and turns to you very slowly, lips quivering, a hiss already rising in their throat. Necktie looks at you with clear surprise and says, what game is this? It's, um, and Erica just reaches over and grabs like a little chocolate mint thing and holds it up real close to Necktie's face and says, so, and she leans in real close and says, it's called. And then she shoves it like into his cheek and says, food fight. And just like screams it. And then just kind of like decides to duck out of the way a little in the hopes that maybe this will distract the children for a while to something that looks potentially less fatal question mark and or disturbing as you watch the children start hurling food at each other cake uh little mouse candies chocolates and then uh shoes picks up the tea uh <clears throat> the tea kettle and smashes it into Jules's head who drops to the ground and necktie grabs the cake plant uh, cake platter and just crunches it over Caps's head. All the kids are giggling and laughing. And uh, but as the the game gets ever more violent, uh, you're going to hear a voice from behind you, and it's Sun, and he says, "Oh, that." doesn't seem to have been a wise decision my friend well yeah i've been making a lot of those like not so wise things you know since i got here might as well just stay in the pattern and she picks up a piece of cake and is whatever camera is closest wants to aim at that and just try to chuck it at the lens i don't think i need a roll from that but son's going to his expression will darken huh and he'll look at you and say you do that they're gonna get upset well maybe they should be upset like they're filming whatever this is like these are listen i know you said they're not like really kids or whatever but they still 
act like kids. It's not like they seem to have like this sense of maturity or anything. It's like, they're like, I don't know what they are, but they're still acting. They don't know any better. This is messed up. People shouldn't be like watching this for entertainment. He'll look at you and say, he's not amused anymore. And he's going to say, they are not children, Erica. Well, no one is giving me a straight answer around here. So if they're not children, then what are they? Many conditions do you have? You have three conditions. I could show you if you'd like. That sounds like it has a really big butt attached to it. Like Sir Mix-a-Lot size. It's your choice. Erica just lets out this like world-weary sigh and looks up to the sky and just like, Ugh. <sighs> Fine. Sure. I mean, I'm already in like this weird bubble of a bubble of something. He is going to look at you. And as you look up at his son face the world seems to blur and tear and burn around him where you are standing is no longer a garden it is a void of white and shadow and mist and the children are no longer children they are a collection of shifting geometric shapes, uh, a thing that looks like a lizard with far too many legs. There is something that could have been an octopus once, but maybe three octopi glued together. There is a star, just a star, and a shifting mass of color. And you're going to get a condition. Great. Cool. Fine. Everything's fine. You're full on conditions. So you're going to have to mark a mask. Or sorry, turn a key. Okay. I am going to turn the key to the children. Probably a good call. Oh, oh, the mystery key. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the mystery key. Each latch key must share a childhood memory that was once pleasant or innocuous, but is suddenly rendered unpleasant based on adult insight and a flash of understanding. So we're going to take our break now as the world comes back to how it had been before that flash of insight, Erica. And Sun will look down at you and say, they are not children, Erica. And when we get back, we will wrap up the day phase and do that key. So think about it. We'll come back in 10 minutes.
we're going to hop back to the desert with, or sorry, the, the scrub outside of town with Shane. The big man is going to look at you, Shane, and his eyes are a little unfocused as he considers your question. He says, I'm sorry, my friend. I'm distracted these days. Yeah, you and me both. I am finding it hard to keep myself in one place. There's a storm coming, and I must protect the garden. You you said that. No, did I? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm embarrassed. But I'm... I'm doing my best, Shane. And you asked about... Ah, yes. Starlight Kingdom. There is a... a oh. A trailer there. In the park. And below it, there is a bunker. And in the bunker is a chair. And the chair faces a wall painted black, polished to a gleam. I don't know if that will help you, but I hope it will. Uh, oh, okay. Th thank you, I guess. Yes. And something else. I can't. I would take you to the bunker, but, well, I'm mighty tired these days. I'm not sure I've ever been so tired. From protecting the garden. Oh, no, no, not yet. Not yet. There's but soon? Too soon. There's more. I can't tell you, but I can show you if you'll let me. Shane just is is going with the weirdness and will just kind of like roll his hand over like, yeah, go on. And he's going to look you in the eyes and his eyes will seem to flash with a bright light and you will see somewhere in the desert, maybe... Somewhere you've been, but before you've been there, rippling geometric patterns formed in the sand. No footprints nearby. And he will step back and say, I'm afraid that's all I can do for you right now, Shane. 
we're you supposed to find TV Odyssey. Do you have any more of the tapes? He's very amused by this. A tape. An Odyssey tape. He'll turn and look at Dieter and say, You know where one is, don't you? Dieter will look and look between the two of you and say, Yes. Shane, your friend Shame. can help you. And we'll just mutter under his breath, Come on, man. Dieter will look a little annoyed, perhaps. But he'll he'll say, I'll give it to you back at the house. Thanks. Good. Then I believe our business here is done. Good luck with whatever. Thank you, Shane. You as well with whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, have a nice day. What do you even say in this situation? You say farewell, I believe. Right. right. Farewell. Uh, good luck. And Chain will just sort of back away. The big man will wave as you go, but it seems like even that takes a lot out of him and he leans against the tree. This is the weirdest town in existence. Shane! Uh, and at this point, Shane, just at this point, Shane is realizing he doesn't know his, the, the guy's name. Uh, what? Hi. What do I call you again? They've called me a lot of names. I think I prefer the Wanderer. Right. Well, uh, yes, uh, Mr. The Wanderer. This town is not the weirdest. That's remarkably unreassuring. Thank you. Farewell. Farewell. <sighs> Dieter, you have a tape. Yes. You've been staying at the house. You know we're trying to investigate TV Odyssey. What's TV Odyssey? Oh, no. Not you, too. <sighs> okay, let me tell you what we are actually all doing here. In the desert with Brian. 
Is there anything else you would like to do before we wrap up the day phase? I don't um I think Brian goes back into the the uh drink shop and says, Do you have a do you have like a recycling bin? I did I got this cup. Uh I didn't think to bury it. That's okay. We we compost here. Oh, cool. All right. And, and she'll take the cup. All right. Thanks for your time. I might see you tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. Well, and she'll smile a little bit, little little red in her cheeks, and she'll say, I might look forward to that. Cool. All right. Catch you later. Farewell. Why did I say that? But Brian's already outside. Tracy in the garden. Is there anything else you want to do here? Oh, so many questions. Um, I think after uh, the flash of insight that sun gave them um which is feels very like bloodborne kind of insight like just oh that was mm, mm. i think they're just going to be a little like kind of shell-shocked a little at what exactly they saw because she's she's not sure exactly what they saw but it was mm. and Eric is just going to kind of like slowly just like kind of walk away from whatever the entities are that are currently crowded around the table. Um, maybe heading towards the uh, the Rosarium. The big man will uh, sorry, sun will reach through the wrought iron fence towards you, Erica, and say, Erica, before you go. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. I can take you from this place. If you'd like. You just need to ask. But you might need to call to me. I can't be in more than one place at once. Uh, more than one okay is so is this like a like a labyrinth thing like i just need to like say the right words you just need to ask okay cool good to know great um if i think i might be like eaten by some sort of like feral child non-child thing um i will definitely hit you up I have something for you. He's going to hold out his hand. Erica opens their hand, really hoping it's not another packet of like tiny heads. It is not. He will 
drop it in your palm. It is a fragment of eggshell that resembles a starry sky. It is a clue. Wild. Okay. Um. Thanks. I think. Um. I don't have anything like to give you. I don't know if this is like a butter situation or something. But I don't know what's going on here. I'm just. This is really like. Yeah. It might Say help above my pay grade, but I am not getting paid. There is a potential for reward, but. Payment may not be the right word. Farewell. Later. And I think we can close out the day phase there. Let's talk about dusk. Does anyone have any moves that come to play at dusk? I don't think so. I don't think we have any moves for dusk, no. All right. Um, are we watching a tape tonight? We can collectively decide, even if Erica isn't there, because Erica isn't real. <laughs> Thought you said that everything was real. Erica is not someone that you remember. Uh, we didn't yeah. find a VCR in the uh, Starlight Kingdom, did we? You have not. Okay. Although you've, I've, I have listed the locations, so you've. You, you have three options where it could be. Um, and you have watched the tape at uh, Cabin 7, so you've already got that benefit. Um, yeah, you can always just watch it at home. You can also watch the tape at Cabin 7 again. You just won't get the special bonus. After last night, maybe we'll stay in and recover? That sounds like a cool idea. Yeah. All right. So watching a tape at home. Okay. Uh, do you want to answer any questions? There are quite a few clues available to you for Starlight Kingdom and for As the Crow Dies. Um, if it's okay with you, Tracy, I would say that the others are welcome to attempt to answer a question there too. Yep. I don't know how much anybody else like followed anything that was not. Uh, I mean, it's all rather, there's a lot of dream logic going on here. So. Yeah. Like even if you didn't follow along during the week, I'm not sure how much more informative it would be TBH. 
if you wanted to try for Starlight Kingdom, it's a complexity four. You currently have five clues available and a floating clue still. And uh, as the crow dies, also complexity four and seven clues available. Also that floating clue if you wanted to apply it there, but that might be a bit much. Do we have any thoughts? Uh, as a reminder, the question for Starlight Kingdom is, uh, what does the alien tarantula god want? Are, are we still going with, like, a friend? I'm happy with that. I think that would be our, our a funny version of... Yeah. In which case, uh, how would you apply the clues that you have for that? Where was the bunker? Uh, under. Under it. PG's trailer. So maybe some of these things are like, so we determined that like there's kind of a, a connection being made like across a dimensions between dimensions, question mark, between like spider god dimension and, and ours, our single question. I don't even know. Um, so what if like some of these are at least like its attempts to kind of connect with us based on like cultural uh, elements that it's observed in our world like the life-size nativity scene um the the spider god sees uh nativity scenes often around what appears to be some sort of ritual celebration um and so it is decided to uh inspire um you know say maybe there's like a, a local artist there that the spider god was able to kind of connect to and subconsciously inspire to make this life-size nativity scene uh only with the like eight-legged aliens in order to try to be like hey you know this is it's my way of like trying to see i'm trying to understand you and and be friends um and other examples of that could be the rippling geometric patterns formed in the sand with a noticeable lack of nearby footprints, maybe that's a place where the like veil per se is a little weaker and it's reached through and like tried to uh, express 
the it's it's fellow to to what it thinks is it's like fellow potential friends like the joy of dancing like the it's seen like the <laughs> oh humans have like the the tarantella that's sort of like us um and so it's tried oops, sorry hit my mic um so it's just uh tried to uh you know like shown through like dance that that we're alike you know we can we can we have, we have hobbies we can be friends um the bioluminescent flora and fauna in the the crop circle maze um is like that's an effect of the connection to the tarantula god like these uh like this flora and fauna has been like touched kind of um because the in this area the uh the benevolent tarantula god has seen oh it looks like humans like shiny things i will make all of these things shiny the tarantula god has actually been seeing a lot of like underground raves um and so that's uh that's its way of being like oh i'll make these things glow it seems like the humans like these glowing things and uh i don't know like pacifiers for some reason i don't i don't know what those are um <laughs> And let's see the let's see so that's I gotta hang on to check these boxes off as I'm going. Then we got the bunker and the skeleton. So the skeleton um over an array of exposed motherboards and random electronic components. We know what happened to PG. You don't. We could say that both that and the the smooth wall were from the thing reaching out to PG over the course of the years and him trying to uh, find ways to bring it in. So, like, the the polished wall was where he would, like, go to... Uh, contemplate it because if you if you just kind of defocus and look past it you might be able to see like its reflection in the wall and then when he tried to convert the uh the arc into a uh uh signaling array of some kind to let it in uh he screwed up and died and that's <laughs> his remains So his body's still down there? Yeah. Okay. Are are you all okay with that? Well, wait, how does that answer what the spider wants? Well, because it's evidence of it trying of it trying to communicate to someone how to open how to help open the portal to come and like be friends here. Yeah, to, to connect. Okay. And he just accidentally killed the guy? I would assume PG, not an electric engineer trying to use high-capacity voltage to tear apart mm. the veil between worlds uh, inexpertly. Mm. Okay. Mad science carries risks, you know. 
that it does. Etc. Okay. I think that makes sense. How do we feel about that? Are we all on board? Yeah, I'm good. I think that sounds fun. Yeah, that makes sense to me. All right. Uh, Tracy, you took the lead on that one. Would you like to roll with a plus one? Oh, it's a six. Oof. So. Uh, that's only one die, though. No. No. Oh, wait. I sorry. I see it. Yeah. Never mind. It didn't do like four plus one plus one. It did. Right. Cool. Math. Or rather, so, whatever. That means your theory is incorrect. Um, mm -hmm. I will react. The. Uh, you will not be able to attempt to answer that question again without finding another clue, at least one clue. Or you can all put a mask on, or sorry, turn a key. There is still a key for this mystery available. It is up to you. I, I guess my thought is like if it wasn't that I don't have an idea for a second theory so I'm inclined oh. to just let it go you know and be this like turn a key yeah I mean, alternate theory might be the the tarantula god wants to be born into flesh in our world and be worshipped by all those who see it, uh, which uh, <laughs> makes a lot of sense of the life-size nativity. That's um, true. Yeah. May want to uh, make note of that for next time, then. So if you're okay with it being wrong... Uh, Have we yeah. ever let something be wrong? I don't know. I like during this during public access. I don't think. Mm -mm. I think you have in the between. Yeah, I think so. There. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have in general. I'm just not sure. Like uh, during public access. So, is that what we're doing? Just letting it be wrong? I think so. Uh, I am happy either way. 
Yeah. Well, if if you've got a, a good potential uh alternate there, Dan, then I'm I'm good with letting letting this be wrong. Uh well, hang on. So the the fiction I'm the fiction my alternate would be pushing towards is uh spider not friend. Well, right. he can still be oh. friend just wants to be physically embodied friend. He wants to be manifested, like a manifested friend. Like you can't you gotta it's have trying... like arms to, to hug, like physical. So many arms. To hug all of your friends, all eight, all more than eight. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be four at most? No, that's why it needs to have more than eight. It has oh, at least eight friends, eight. so okay. it's only oh, yeah. sixteen arms. Yeah. They oh, okay. they only get eight arms on this dimension but their extra dimensional legs are yeah it it approaches infinity as you add more dimensions right an asymptotic number of arms cool mm -hmm. all right i'm not so sure i've case... ever said that sentence in my life yep <laughs> their fractal arms look closer they each have arms coming out of their arms Ooh, that's really disturbing um <laughs> let's yeah, uh, i think i've seen some like generative art like that mm -mm. yep so again if you're if you're accepting this is wrong you won't be able to theorize again until you get one more clue at least one more clue uh you do get all the other ones back but i i don't want you just throwing them at it again you gotta Gotta suffer a little bit. Um, so I will have a reaction. Uh, do you want to make an attempt at Asacrodize? Yeah, I think that would be a good idea considering, like it's at four, there are seven. Um, yep. Erica would like to not be there anymore, they think. Um, yeah. Well, uh, the question is, how did Crow die? And if you answer it, it will give you the opportunity to resolve the mystery by reversing the process and putting the children's minds at ease. Children with heavy quotes. Yep. Um, so your seven clues found a packet of seeds with each seed carved into the shape of a tiny human head. Necktie's face momentarily contorted into a furious pout. A single mangled black feather in the clock tower's mechanism. A bald kitten with one eye, its skin tattooed with children's poetry in emerald ink. The smell of the seaside, a friendship bracelet with milk teeth woven in, and a fragment of eggshell that resembles a starry sky. This mystery is operates very much on dream logic, so... Feel free to go that route with the answer. I'm going to be pretty generous. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's when I look at this like array of clues, I'm like, that's an interesting set of things to try to attempt to connect. Um one thing that I'm kind of thinking about is like how did when it comes to how Crow actually died is the mangled black feather and the clock towers mechanism. Um, 
I'm thinking like maybe like that is like the actual like cause of death potentially. Um, yeah, even though there was no like physical like manglement on crow's person that doesn't necessarily mean anything in this place it does not um so and i think that it was like accidental um that the i think maybe some of the children children quote unquote so the thing about like living living a long time um, as Jules was very plainly uh, signposting, is you get bored pretty easily. So some of the kids were trying to figure out uh, a new game to play. And I think that maybe Necktie was one of them. And that's why his, that expression, that's why Erica saw that expression on his face when she was asking further about Crow because it was his idea. And that's also kind of why maybe he started digging the grave first because he felt guilty. Um, and so yeah, then the single black feather is like actual cause of death. What um, if uh, Necktie and Co um took their human form heads, shrunk them into seeds, and gave them to Crow to eat. And then when they got bored, they started growing inside of Crow, which made him too heavy to fly, and so he flew to the clock tower. Dream logic. I don't know. It is certainly dream logic, yep. Okay. So they actually aren't carved into tiny human heads. They are tiny human heads at least they were like initially look, like if you look closely you can see like the, the like the facial features of like the various quote-unquote children yeah they just look like seeds because they're, they're small and kind of shriveled and they're shrunk down that small okay sure so that's that's a few um is there a follow-up question for this or just the one question just one question just the one uh keep in mm -hmm. mind that <laughs> erica will have to reverse the process yeah this will be fun um you just take the eggshell that represents a starry sky and hold it up to the sky to put it back in and then it will form a new egg in your hand pro I don't know how you how that answers the question, but like <laughs> dream logic. It is dream logic. Yeah, I think so. The I do I like that idea very much. Um, so the kitten. skin tattooed with children's poetry and emerald ink um
to to shrink their heads, they had to remove some of their being, and so they tattooed their poetry onto the cat to hold it temporarily. Sure. And then maybe part of the game was like hide. Maybe part of the game was like hiding, and then they said that Crow had to like find them, like their essence there. And that's oh, that was they're... that was the joke because he couldn't find them because they were already inside him. Yeah, and the kitten, but they placed they had the they placed the kitten in the clock tower because they knew that Crow never wanted them to go in there. But children who quote unquote, quote unquote children who are bored and want some entertainment like doing things that they're not supposed to do so they hid the kitten there okay dan uh, any uh any <laughs> thoughts uh, i am having trouble following this but that is okay me too yeah i mean that's that's it's kind that of the kind vibe of works of for it okay um there is there see it seems like there's a motif of time passing and youth disappearing amongst these clues and maybe being killed by the clock tower isn't being physically crushed in the gears of the clock tower but time passing and it actually being meaningful to this this uh this character for some reason maybe that is that's something that the the eating children's heads uh maybe that is a side effect of eating children's heads um um like the the lost uh the milk teeth milk teeth are like your baby teeth yeah yes okay yeah um yep that is where i've been stuck for uh and you know eggs hatching um that's a pretty visceral sign of aging i guess or you know transitioning from one stage of life to another uh and the seaside is uh the smell of of death i actually really like uh working all those things in and also it works with crow not wanting the children to play in the clock tower mm -hmm. if crow was trying to prevent them from discovering mortality yeah or understanding it i think that works so i think that good luck works. recapping that <laughs> yeah i mean recapping yeah. it is is uh oof. um so the quote unquote children of the garden started becoming bored with their same old same old games of blue in the face and um what, what, what whatever the badger punch was. the badger 
punch the badger. Okay, I was like, kick the badger, punch the badger. You know, they're probably doing both, to be fair. Uh, and, and punch the badger. So they tried to come up with a, a new and different game. And in doing so, accidentally caused the death of Crow, which is why Necktie looked so... Uh, which is why that expression came across Necktie's face when Erica started inquiring about Crow's death because Necktie feels, you know, kind of guilty uh, about death suddenly being here in the garden. But little does Necktie know that death has always been here in the garden. Death is in the clock tower. Um, and so the packet of seeds uh, was created as like part of this game each child used uh they kind of took a part of their essence i think that's how matt worked this in and tattooed it like with the the poetry onto the kitten and then hit the kitten if i may just uh yes but in here maybe the kitten was just another animal shaped thing from the menagerie until the children imbued it with their essence and that made it a cat yeah, yeah i was i was thinking about that as well like kind of it was just a a normal a normal animal and then now it is a thing a capitalized thing Oh, I, I'm thinking oh, about norm, it in, in reverse. It used to be like the butter elephant or whatever. Oh, right, right, but right. In doing that, they made it a living cat because they've all seemed rather confused about there being animals in yeah real animals. So yeah, yeah. So this used to be like another maybe like Aphrodite the Hutch. Or, or something before they decided to uh yeah imbue it with their essence and then uh, hide it in the tower as part of this game and the packet of seeds um each with each one carved into the shape of a tiny human head those tiny human heads are actually the small heads of the children which they then had crow eat uh, you said, Matt? Yeah, they were like, here, here's a fun game. Here, eat this pocket of seeds and then come find us. And Crow was able to follow, like, Crow sensed, like, the essence of the children on the cat in the clock tower. And that's why Crow flew to the clock, to the clock tower. Um, and the clock, but the clock tower uh, stands that that is that is where death is, where death can reside in this place, um, because the the seaside, the the ocean that is death, the friendship bracelet uh, with the milk teeth woven in, you know, that's a sign of like youth and in childhood. Um, maybe that was uh, like maybe that was found inside the clock tower. Um, when they found Crow, and that's why Jules took it, uh, took it with her. Um, and the fragment of eggshell that resembles a starry sky, uh, 
maybe that was perhaps that was next to crow's corpse um as well when when crow died just through being exposed to like the concept or mortality and passing time inside the clock tower i feel like i've had some of the special party favors after listening to that yeah um that i is... think that's about as much cohesive as i can get this to sound <laughs> i think it's good um want to take a roll that'll that'll give you a plus three very difficult to fail this one uh i rolled for uh starlight does somebody else want to roll oh, here does anyone else want to take a roll dan i think you had the uh the key with the tower there sure uh, plus three, you said? Yes. Okay. Fingers crossed. Hey, that's a 12. Nice. Nice. So, you have answered the question. You've used up those clues. You are correct. You will be able to resolve it without much difficulty, and there will be a special appearance. Let's uh, talk about the rest of the night. Well, well done. Uh, you can also, or no, we have not resolved a mystery. So let's talk about the Odyssey tape then. Um, which one do you want to watch? You have Lucky Lots 13's Ted's Storage Adventure and Neighborly Living 03 Cooking for Your Community Pure White Extreme available to you. Also, Tracy, uh, good done on the chromatic uh, look. Thank you. I I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the no signal uh, bars. Ah, that's good. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see it now. Very good. I thought you were just yeah. Now I see it. Very like good. the black and white like that it has at the bottom kind of things. So I went like the the gray scale kind of. Nice. That's great. Because I'm still out here in fucking no man's land. I don't know. So You are somewhere. So, uh, right. Do we um, do the key of the children now or uh, oh, later? Yeah, we, we can do that um, anytime now if, if you are. If you'd like, I think what we will do is once we figure out which Odyssey tape uh, will, and we can do the, the prompts before or after, we'll take a small break so we can think about the prompts. So it's Neighborly Living, and what's the other one we have? Lucky Lots 13. And do we have uh locations to watch these uh like actual like actual um uh cabin non seven roddenbecker or non yeah non roddenbecker street cabin or... seven's the only one i mean you can okay. you can go back to roddenbecker ranch uh and watch it with dolores if you'd like but uh cabin seven is probably safer maybe what like considering Eric is not here completely, 
like what risk would that pose them like if we were to go back to Dolores well right now uh you wouldn't be able to you're you're where you are it's a one-way it, trip out um for the others I don't know you know I guess it's a question of like what um do you want the newer tape we just got or the older tape because we have had lucky lots 13 for a while as well yeah Uh, yeah, I'm into Lucky Lost 13. It's been sitting on the shelf for for several sessions, I think. Okay. All right, so Lucky Lots 13. Uh, so this tape is a short segment from Lucky Lots of Degoya County, a series of antiquing vignettes that aired on TV Odyssey. It features a mix of informative transitional slides and handheld camera footage shot by the new owners of the lots. In this segment, a man known, sorry, a man identified as Ted Nesmith is the Lucky Lot lottery winner of a unit owned by a recently deceased woman named Esther Waitley. As an FYI, uh, the name Waitley has some relevance to you. You discovered last week that in November of 1977, TV Odyssey was uh, begun, the studio was created by inventor and TV Odyssey owner Phineas Waitley, who had as a new camera technology that can capture footage so clear it's like you're right there in the studio. So paint the scene for everybody. Uh, Ted is filming his first exploration of the unit's contents, boxes of books, old dresses, half-finished knitting projects, and other antique furnishings. What remarkably old relic does Ted find amongst the crozy knickknacks and quaint bric-a-brac, and why is it unsettling to look at? While holding the camera, Ted spends several minutes walking out of the unit into the hallway and back inside. Each time he stops, he pans the camera to meticulously examine every angle of the space. What does he see that suggests the inside of the unit is slightly bigger than the outside dimension should allow? Uh, let's give that to Matt. The camera has been set down in a corner of the now emptied unit. The interior has tripled in size from the last clip. Ted is standing at the far wall, cutting into it with an industrial angle grinder. What happens that causes Ted to suddenly stop, grab the camera, and flee? Uh, damn. Then the footage cuts to a grainy, pitch-black darkness. Ted breathes heavily as he clicks on a flashlight, illuminating only the rust-red floor of what must be the storage unit, now cavernously vast. He walks further into the endless void for several minutes until a circle of figures becomes visible at the edge of his light. Despite the poor quality, they seem to be wearing black robes and white masks and chant unintelligently. As they turn to look at Ted, what emerges from the blackness behind them before the segment ends? For Tracy. Uh, and cool. So think on that. Uh, we will start. Uh, we'll take a, a break now and we'll come back do the key prompts and then uh 
Shane and Brian are staying at home. Erica's exploring the Rosarium. And we will pick that up after. So uh, let's say be back at 55. All right, see you then. Okay, so before we start the night phase proper, let's talk about our key of the children. Uh, a former, a childhood memory that was once pleasant or innocuous, but rendered unpleasant as an adult. Would anyone like to go first? Uh, I will. Uh, Shane thinks back to uh, a time when uh, he went out on a walk with his uh, stepmother and they went to the park and he had a great time. He remembers it as sort of has one of his, like, it was a great, beautiful day. He threw a ball around. Like it was just a wonderful, like late spring day, warm enough to not just like the first day, not to need a jacket, but not like as hot as summer. And he didn't get to spend a lot of time with his stepmother. So it was nice to, to sort of get out of the house and, and go and have a really long time at the, you know, in the park and, and, you know, he was uh, almost a little bit too old for the, the playground, but just like he did it anyway and he had a good time. And it was sort of maybe the last time he did that. And, um, the problem is that's a great memory. If you cut off the first 10 minutes or so of it, which was a knockdown fight uh, between his stepmother and his stepfather over money. And she storms out of the house, taking him with her, uh, yelling about how um, they're all going to end up on the street and no one's going to have any food. And that part, he kind of blocked out for a long time until... You know, he's walking through that park again and he thinks about the happy memory and then unbidden, the first part of it replays in his mind. Good memory for him, but probably for nobody else. Thank you. Anyone else? I can go. Um... Brian has done his mom and dad a big favor. He woke up before them and he packed his own lunch for school and it is all candy. And he has walked to school all by himself. And he is too young to be able to read the clock. So he can't tell that the big clock on the front of the elementary school building reads 2.30. And it is very dark outside, save the street lights and the lights of the one car that has pulled up into the parking lot. It's lights directly on him. It's quiet for a very long moment before a woman steps out. Brian, what are you doing here, honey? After a talk, she walks him to the nearest gas station to phone his parents uh, who come to pick him up in their in their night clothes. Um, this was a silly story that Brian remembered about, you know, being being a little kid and getting confused about how time works. Um, but he does remember that long pause, not knowing who was in the car and not knowing what they were going to do. Great. Thank you. Tracy. 
So Erica knew someone in elementary school named Tara Jameson. She wasn't really in her friend circle and also was like two grades ahead of Erica. So when one day she just kind of quietly disappeared, Erica didn't think much of it and just thought maybe she'd moved away or something. The teacher seemed a little on edge about it. And if kids asked questions, like they just answered that she wouldn't be around anymore and to not ask questions, don't worry about it. So this all seemed fairly just like kind of whatever in Erica's mind for a long time. But after they got older, she realized it seems like the adults must have been hiding something. And she went online to search and see if there was, you know, any information, any articles or gossip or whatever. And she found out that Tara was kidnapped by one of her parents and never seen again. And when they found this out, Erica closed the window, the search window, and just walked away, plagued by this horrific, guilty, knee-jerk thought that she had of, I wonder what it's like for someone to want to be with you that badly. Very good. Grim, but good. Thank you. Um, all right. So those done, I think we can move on to the night phase and the Odyssey tape. Um, as a reminder, you'll want to try and incorporate your response to the prompt into, or the prompt into your response to the prompt. And also you will be looking at opportunities to get signals from the other side. So, without further ado, the Lucky Lots 13 Ted's Storage Adventure tape slides into the VCR at the house on Rodenbecker Street. What kind of setup have we got going on tonight? Uh, the two of you and presumably Adafoy, or sorry, Dieter. snacks come out or uh, are things being taken a little more seriously now after all that you've seen um i think maybe there's there's snacks but I, if, if there well shane probably prepared some snacks but it's just sort of like irritatedly picked at them like he isn't actually eating them they're just sort of they've been sitting there and like he'll take a like i don't know a chip a single chip and sit back down with it and then just kind of like look at it and then place it on the like the edge of the couch very good how's brian treating the occasion I think Brian is, um, yeah, is is um, uh, treating it with uncharacteristic seriousness. Um, sat up straight, ready to watch this. Uh, ready to watch this video. I think Adafoy is sorry. Dieter is sitting on the couch, looking incredibly not uncomfortable. Like he doesn't know how to be comfortable exactly like he keeps adjusting 
his legs and his arms trying to find a natural way of sitting and just can't seem to settle on it. And he'll turn and say, I don't remember this station. Yeah, well, you and most people in this place, but we do. In the uh, garden, Erica has found themselves outside the Rosarium, which is an area surrounded by marble arches festooned with budding roses. This is a little bit away from the center of the garden, so you can't hear the children playing anymore. Walking along the path through the arches is a little disorienting. The light that filters down from the, the sky is a peculiar red, like early dawn. And there is an arrhythmic buzzing of insects. And the scents of the scent of roses is very heady. But I think what might be most uncertain most uh concerning confusing is that at certain points as you walk down these confusing paths you can see over the hedges through some of the arches a tower that you couldn't see from outside the rosarium And I think it's here we'll have one of you hit play on the tape. The tape is a segment from Lucky Lots of Degoya County, a series of antiquing vignettes that aired on TV Odyssey. It features a mix of informative transitional slides and handheld camera footage shot by the new owners of the lots. In the segment, in this segment, a man identified as Ted Nesmith is the lucky lot lottery winner of a unit owned by a recently deceased woman named Esther Waitley. Would anyone like to start off or paint the scene? Uh, amongst the, let me see here, amongst the half-finished knitting projects and other antique furnishings, um, Ted unearths what is, he surmises, he says, a uh, a Spanish rapier. Um, it is in remarkably good condition. Uh, as he holds it up to the camera, uh, we notice that the that the filigree, the metal, and the the well, it's metal uh, on the hilt and pommel and guard, and I'm forgetting all my sword terminology. Um, uh, it is. It doesn't look like metal. It is. It is red. It is as though someone has gone through the film and cut out that shape and just replaced it with red. Um, there we go. Moving on from 
the the rapier uh, under uh, under some of some of the knitting project under perhaps a ugly knitted throw is a lamp with a stained glass shade and there's a little speculative ooh from the from the crowd this could be a, a Tiffany lamp and Ted gently takes it out and holds it up so that it can be fully lit. And the shade has this just intricate set of uh, geometric shapes as the in stained glass as the lampshade over it. And as he turns it around, um, we're not sure if it's just pareidolia, but you can start to see figures uh, making out of the shapes. It's just random shapes, but like you see how right there there's someone like screaming and, and that one is is that someone falling to their death off of the land no no they're just they're just random shapes that they just like spin it some more it just it no what a what a weird this is a spooky a spooky locker it's just a oh creepy After the uh, very maybe disturbing lamp shot, uh, we see the camera pan over to this old brass plaque that has this raised disc on it. And it seems to be a relief of Ixion on his wheel. And it turns like click, click, clicking as it goes. And as it does, you can see there are different faces that it flits through via some sort of unknown mechanism. And as the wheel turns more and more, the camera zooms in farther and farther, and there's static that gets louder and louder on the set. And each face looks more and more agonized until all you see are these carved brass eyes in agony. Somehow, somehow you see that those eyes are in pain in the metal. Lovely. At In the Garden, Erica, the tower that you see is white and red and made of a lattice of metal and it has satellite dishes near the top. It's far taller than anything else in the garden, but you didn't see it before. It's a TV broadcast tower. Does it happen to have like any, like some of them have like their own, like, you know, call mm. sign letters on it or, or something. Uh, not that you can see from the ground, at least. You're pretty close to it. Maybe, maybe higher up, but I think you know what it would say if it did. Yeah, Erica does not like this at all. And uh just looks looks up and just kind of looks like way, way up and just says, 
the house on Rodenbecker Street. Adafoy shifts uncomfortably in his seat and looks at the two of you and says, when is it starting? What do you mean, when is it starting? When does the film begin? Mm. What, uh, can, you, can he? And Shane will walk over to the TV and like point at like put his finger uh, to the side so it's backlit. Pointing right at, at Ted's face, wherever it is in the frame. Let's see. What do you see right here? Blue. Hmm. What do you see? It. Dieter, the, the tape's been playing for a bit now. Hey, but the, the kids saw it, though, when we were in the cabin. Oh, that's right, yeah. Should we pick up and go there? I mean, sure. Sure, yeah, we can go out to, go out to camp, um, break into a cabin. Yeah, they. I mean, we made such a good impression last time. <laughs> oh, they did not like us, or the kids liked us. We also we showed them showed them some like traumatizing stuff. Yeah. Why? We have, uh... Why what? Why did you show them traumatizing things? We we didn't know what was on the tape, Dieter. You just bring a tape to show to children without knowing what's on it. Well, we watched the this channel as children. We kind of had a set of assumptions about what would be there. What was on the tape? It's like a cartoon show. Um, about a band with a musical raccoon as the lead. Is that right? That's right. Hmm. If you think that television works better. I, mean, I, I don't know. Do we have anything that can take a picture in the house? Did anyone bring a camera? Like a digital Eric camera? All the cameras. Is Erica's stuff still in the house? Would no. I be able to go and? Nope. No. Uh, Angela no. No, your stuff is gone. Hmm. Oh, Shane, I almost forgot. Um, hey, hold out your bad hand. And um, and say, I don't know. 
I Shane does it and goes, I don't know. And Brian pulls out a bottle of uh, aloe vera lotion and squeezes it on Shane's hand and says, yeah, like, um, uh, you can't do that on television. Was it? Was, hey, did you watch You Can't Do That on Television? I oh. think it was like you get slimed if you say, I don't know or no. And if you say water, they dump water on you. Wait, if you can't do it on television, how is it a show on television? You never saw it? There was a show called You Can't Do That on Television. On television. Yeah, it was on Nickelodeon in the 80s. It was like, it was cool. Um, I think. Um, it's like sketch comedy, but it's children. I don't know. Anyway. No, but uh, thank thank you. I see we're getting a nostalgic move in. Um, <laughs> and also using your uh, strange things are afoot. Did you oh, perhaps yeah. swing by the? Definitely did. I think uh, you can add <laughs> uh, aloe vera cream to your or. or not cream, uh, gel to, to your nice corner of the house. Um, uh, Brian, you could clear shaken. Uh, I think that that makes sense. You're feeling a little better after the, some time has passed and some good times with your pal. Uh, obviously Shane, you could clear burned hand. I don't think I'm going to let you take another feeling good. But if you'd like, you can clear marked by Adafor. Um, Sure. With a downside to it, though. Okay. Believe. He might still be in town, but he'll leave the house. Do we think he's going to be useful? I mean, we haven't retrieved his tape yet. You haven't. He'll he'll give it to you. I told you he'd give it to you. So you'll get that tape regardless. But if you unmark him, uh, he will move out. I don't know. What do we what do we all think? Do we want to random creepy minotaur boy to stick around? I mean, he was 15 in 1985. He is not a boy. <laughs> resources are resources? Question mark? I mean, he, he did seem to have a good sense-ish of the tunnels and such that were we still have a map of to use. Okay. Then he will stick around. All right, well done. Um, let's resume the tape. Matt? So, uh, we cut to what seems like it might be B-roll. The camera grain, or the film grain is not 
quite as as good. It's it's the the lighting is not ideal. It's from an off angle. Um, and what we see is uh, Ted uh, being filmed from a sort of across the unit, and he's looking at a sofa that is up against the back left corner of the unit. Sorry, back right corner of the unit. If you're, if you're facing in to the unit, he. It's a big sofa. It's it's got sort of crushed green velvet. It has four seat cushions. You could fit probably comfortably four people on it. And Ted frowns. He goes and sits on the the first seat and looks around. It's up against the wall in the corner. And he shuffles over and sits in the second seat, and then the third seat, finally the fourth seat. And now like clearly frowning, he stands and exits the unit. In the hallway, uh, around the corner, so what should be on the opposite wall to where he's just sitting, where he was just sitting, he stands and stretches out his arms. It is approximately 1.5 head arm spans from the front to the back of the unit. Clearly angry, Ted stalks back into the unit and sits on the far left couch seat again, stretching out his arms in the same way. He can no longer touch the wall. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, just as a general note, I have I'm making rough notes here. If I get any details wrong, or you want to just post if you've written something, feel free to do that. The garden, Erica, the tower has a, a red light at the very top that blinks softly. And in the distance, you hear thunder. Is, is there a letter? Oh, yes. Erica, are you going to try uh, and climb Erica. the ladder? Yep. What are you hoping to achieve with this? Partially out of pure curiosity, partially Erica wants to see if it pisses anyone off. <laughs> see if it gets somebody's attention. Okay. All right. Like they yep. say, that negative attention is worse than no attention, but I like, can we? Please, come on. Any attention is better than no attention. Yeah, uh, you can try to climb the ladder. Um, I think there might be a night move involved in it, though. Uh, with the obvious risk that you could fall. Yeah. And, yeah. We've also established that death has happened here, so uh Yep. If that sounds good for you, uh we can we can try it. 
Sounds good to me. Uh, what? Um, I think it's vit uh, hmm. vitality or composure. I think composure. Yeah. Would any of your items presumably help you? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Well, satchel. My Not I would so have had to. Uh, that's in the storage unit, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I would yeah, have that's... had to like consciously like remove that. And the rest of my stuff is like abstract. I have a bunch of cell phone numbers. Um, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think any of that stuff's gonna help me necessarily. No, nah, I don't think so. Eleven. Eleven. Cool. You are going to be able to climb that tower. And as you climb the tower and the garden seems to drop away behind you, you see sun turning to watch you. Back at the house on Rodenbecker Street, Dieter says, I still don't see anything. You don't hear anything, do you? He'll kind of pause and say, I hear the VCR. Mm. It hums. You hear it moving? Do you hear it playing the tape? Yes, I hear the tape heads spinning. Is this an attempt to make me feel crazy? Uh, no, no, that would be cool. That would be funny. It wouldn't be funny. That would not be funny. It would be a great prank, but also not a great prank for you, our friend. I am inclined to believe you. I also don't think pranks would... I feel as though they'd be lost on you. I used to do pranks. Then my friends got trapped inside an arcade cabinet. Because of that, I'm inclined to believe that something strange is going on here. And I am not able to see the video you can see. What you saw when we went out to the, the edge of town earlier. You had a conversation with yourself no. and dug a tape out of the dirt. Or wait, no, you didn't get the tape there. Sorry. Scratch that. You I couldn't. often spoke to myself as well. And don't judge. Did you, did you go out to the edge of town and talk to somebody, Shane? Uh, your friend from the arcade. Oh, right on. Is he, is he 
He looked rough as hell the last time I saw him. As he just sort of grits his teeth and nods. <laughs> okay, cool. There is much that I cannot see, apparently. It makes me uncomfortable. Makes but me I believe you. Too. Perhaps I should have gone with my sister. I mean, it's up, up to you. You're you got to determine your own self, right? I don't think I have a self anymore. I spent 20 years trying to find my friends and make sure the arcade or Zagreus didn't claim any more victims. I have nowhere else to go. I can help you. I'm really good with a pipe. Or a bat. Or a wrench. So I don't like, like plums. No. It's a lot of talking. Maybe I will see the next segment. We, out of character, uh, can we experimentally replay the tape for him during the day at the cabin? Probably. <laughs> Your call is a GM. Would you let us do that? Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I will tell you he won't see it there either. Yeah, so especially during the day. No one will see it during the day. Hmm. He, he, he won't see it. Uh, then why did the children see it? Why did the children see it? I don't know. It's terrifying. Let's hit play again. In the now triple the size empty storage unit, the camera's been set up in a corner and Ted is standing at the far wall, cutting into it with an industrial angle grinder. Um, after a few moments of this, we see him stop the angle grinder. He raises the earmuff um, um, hearing protection device off of his ear because he's a responsible tool user. And he listens to the wall and a thing about coyotes is they don't, they're not wolves. They sound different than wolves. Um, they have sort of a, a high pitched yip and sort of a whine that, um, that, that can echo. And it does echo behind the wall. And it sounds like they are many and it sounds like they are close and Ted moves away from the wall when he hears the scratching. And by the time a paw reaches through the gap that he's managed to cut, Ted picks up the camera and is gone.
That is excellent. On the tower, Erica, you manage to hold on even as the winds whip. You see past the fences, past the mist, is just roiling darkness with flashes of red lightning cutting through it. And there's something else in there, something large. In fact, not just one thing, there are three things moving far away still, but moving toward the garden. Sun is between the garden and them, and whatever he's doing seems to be keeping them at bay. And then you see a fourth thing moving out in the clouded darkness. Just, just between the roiling clouds, you see a human shape. But it's not the shape that drew your attention. It was the fact that it's reflecting the light from the lightning in the blue and red sequence on that bodysuit. And as you watch, the clouds part partially, and you see Dolores Rodenbecker, young, hair pert and swaying in the breeze. And she looks up at you and she gives you a little wave and you can't hear her from now from from where you are she's obviously far too far away but you see her mouth the words anything goes and then the clouds take her again what are you doing up here well that's horrible Okay, is there does it look like there's anything that man, I don't know how bad an idea this is. Um that could like potentially stop the broadcast. Could they pull out some a wire, some wires. Are is there a box or something? There doesn't seem to be. It's just a tower. But I will say that there is something up there. In wrapped around one of the poles of the tower is a newspaper. Do you take it? Yes. It's from 
April 1986. The uh, headline is Senior Prom Tragedy. The article tells that the Lafresca Senior High Prom ended abruptly when a fire broke out mid-dance in the school's gymnasium. Over a hundred students and teachers lost their lives. Curiously, not all of the victims died of burns or smoke inhalation. Several died from blunt force trauma, two from wounds that suggested an animal attack, and one was found decapitated. You might remember this event. You were little kids in Deep Lake when it happened. It's another piece of the strange history of Degoya County that you have found. Great. If there isn't a way to, it looks like there's a way, if there isn't a way to, a method to, there doesn't a PHV, yes, words, uh, a method to like damage or hinder the broadcast in any way, I think this is the place that Erica is going to choose to try to reverse the process by which Crow died. Very good. How do you do that? So Erica has like a bunch of the actual like like clues like on their person because she just stuffed them in her bag, including the kitten, as as she went. Um am I just like clinging to a ladder here, or is there like any kind of platform? Yeah, thing? there's there's a, a platform about three quarters of the way up you could get off and stand up okay i think so in the kind of like in the spirit of like the like the clock tower was like this location of of death um and everything the erica decided to climb this tv television broadcast tower because a it's it just seems out of place here. And so was death and dying here in the garden. And up here, you can also see, um, you can see beyond like the limits of the garden. You can see out, uh, you can see out farther. You can see up to the sky. You can see beyond the twilight that covers the garden. So um, it seems like a good place to to try to reverse this process. So what um what she does is she takes out like the little packets of seeds and um like puts them like around in like a little circle and then inside that places the friendship bracelet with the milk teeth woven in and inside that sets the mangled black tower or black, mangled black feather that was found um in the clock tower and also uh i think she's just gonna like set her set her handbag there in the middle instead of just like the loose kitten <laughs> uh so the kitten doesn't wander off the edge um so that is like set there and taking that eggshell fragment um 
what she's going to do is take the fragment and like hold it up to the sky and look at like turn the fragment in such a way and hold it kind of like this so she only sees like a little piece of it so if you were looking at it like from like where I'm looking it would look like it was whole it wouldn't look like it was only a fragment and when she pulls her hands apart you can see that there's now a whole egg there instead of just the fragment and setting that egg down like in the middle uh, of all of these things like one by one she goes around and like crushes each of the seeds and then um kind of like crunches with like a real like shudder each of the little like baby teeth that are in the bracelet um as just kind of like an offering of of life to sort of like uh give that to the eggshell and then um she just kind of like pets the kitten and traces uh her fingers over like the words of the children's poetry in ink over the skin um and takes like a little bit of like a little bit of like makeup remover that she always keeps in her bag and just kind of like wipes it along the kitten's skin very gently to kind of release the children's essence as well as part of imbuing the egg and then sets the uh sets the feather on top of the egg and waits for it to hatch as you set the egg down and look back up you are not alone on this platform the big man stands there not sun if you look past him you can still see sun there but the big man and he looks around looks at you and says oh i remember this good to see you uh, again hi i think and like erica like looks down to sun and up to the big man and down to sun and up to the big man and just like just kind of questioning gestures yeah do your head in if you think about it too long yeah it's been to... that kind of night I realized when I was talking to your friend Shane that you gave me a funny look when I mentioned four of you And I got the sense you were a little bit lost. He doesn't remember me, does he? Like the same way that we didn't remember him. Precisely, my dear. Would you like a lift home? Uh, Erica like looks back, like down to the, the quote unquote children and down to the uh, the, the starry eggshell 
um and says will will they be okay will will crow be okay oh and he'll reach down and he'll take the egg and he'll give it a toss down to the children the egg even from up here you can see when the egg hits the ground and beside that little grave crow sits up they'll be just fine now i think you did good well that's good i think um and erica like looks down to crow and just like gives a little wave has no idea if like the corvid question mark who the fuck knows if it's an actual bird um we'll we'll see them but waves uh, before they are going to depart and he's going to reach out with a hand six fingers looks a little rough frankly with the translucent skin Are you ready? You know, that's a real weird question that I've been asking myself a lot over the past while. But, you know, for the sake of it, I'll just say yes. And he'll hold out. His hand's still out there. Hey, take his hand. And as soon as you touch his hand, you're back at Starlight Kingdom. You can unmark the chromatic desert. In the house on Rodenbecker Street, Adafoy will look up as if he just heard something. And he'll say, something has changed. What, what? What changed? I don't know. I got a theory. I got a theory why you can't see the tapes. I think those kids could see the tapes. We can see the tapes. I think it's because, and this is going to get personal, because your childhood was cut so short. Like you, your friends disappeared. Like I had, a, I mean, I had a fucked up childhood, but I, it was still a childhood, right? But I don't think you had that. Like, I don't think there's a way to test that. And, uh, and I just started talking very personally, uh, to you anyway. Hey, what's what what what's your favorite prank that you pulled i'm going upstairs and he'll get up say enjoy your blue screen and he'll leave the room uh and actually i think on his way out he'll hit play matt Tracy. 
So the, this is the footage cuts to grainy, pitch black darkness. And head breathes heavily as he clicks on a flashlight, illuminating only the rust red floor of what must be the storage unit, now cavernously vast. He walks further into the endless void for several minutes until a circle of figures becomes visible at the edge of his light. Despite the poor quality, they seem to be wearing black robes and white masks and, and chant unintelligibly. As they turn to look at Ted, there's something that seems to emerge from the blackness behind them. So the ring of figures, they all point in unison towards the darkness, uh, just like turning. And the darkness is so flat and empty that it may as well have been monochrome. And that just might be the case now. It feels like all the color has been drained from the broadcast image. And the chanting noise, is, is the chanting kind of rises and falls with this sort of glitchy, staticky sound that gets louder and louder before cutting off into sudden silence. And then the image starts flashing, and in each frame you can see the figures start to form something seemingly impossible as they like float in the air, forming like concentric circles, like almost like, you know how when you have those like, uh, like if you cut paper and you have all of a sudden like a circle with like you know little little men um all holding hands kind of thing that's kind of like what looks like appears each time the frame flashes just like t -t 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 all of these little figures appearing and like forming circles that like come towards the screen almost feeling like it ripples and then they explode backwards past it as you see the darkness itself sort of mold into this black shape that reaches out towards the camera and as you look uh closer and closer you can see that there are teeth and a skull and a reflection off of white bone as this bare living question mark coyote skull like opens its mouth and the screen shudders with static and fades to black excellent and with that I think we can conclude the night phase. So let's talk. Talk Don. A mystery was resolved. Uh, we will come back for the rewards. I need to rework the rewards a little bit for that. Uh, so we'll come back to that. Um, but there will be rewards uh, and you can mark mystery as resolved. Uh, Dan, did Brian receive a signal from the other side? No. Did you deliver a chilling monologue? Uh, nope. Skip the chilling monologue. Um, and I don't think I was vulnerable with anyone. We did the, the vulnerable move, though, or the we discussed um, the nostalgic move. 
sort of nostalgic movie. Huh? Not certain that was a vulnerability though. No. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Shane, did you receive a signal from the other side? I don't think so. I got distracted by talking to Adam. Yes, Floyd. you did, because I set one up for you. Um oh. when you pointed for when you tried to see if Dieter could see oh thing you pointed at the screen to ask him but all he could see was just the blue screen and so with the ring of figures on the mask like pointing towards like a monochrome darkness it's very nice thank you all right were you vulnerable with someone uh i think you were kind of vulnerable with the big man yeah did you cut loose i don't think so that's why but three tracy did you receive a signal from the other side um i think so with the like the figures forming like concentric circles um as well and that's what uh erica set up mm, for the right. ritual for the yep returning very good did you share a good memory from your childhood i don't think i hit any of my dawn questions because i, I was I like i got so. like so focused on like i gotta solve this mystery <laughs> and i got like yeah i got distracted uh with my dawn questions all right well uh please transform those tick marks into xp uh we don't have any key prompts uh and we don't have any dawn moves so stars and wishes be Anyone want to start off there? Oh, I'm so looking. Oh, sorry, I, I have wishes. I'm going to jump right in and do it the other way around. I am so looking forward to Erica and Shane talking about the Chromatic Desert and uh, actually, like, both being able to research each other that there, there's not, like, didn't imagine it, not crazy, like, this thing happened. Um, so, sorry, I'm I'm rubbing my hands for next episode for that. That's going to be so good. Um uh sorry stars um then you have a, a lot of good little like one-liners here but i think the one that surprised me most was look me up on ask jeeves which is not something i was expecting it was very funny so thank you for that um i don't, I don't remember if ask jeeves was even a thing in 2004 but it felt right he's he probably hasn't been on the internet since 1999 so uh tracy redirecting the disturbing children into a food fight was, I thought, really good. Um, not sure that it worked out, but it, I think the the instinct there was right. And uh, the way that you also uh, like led up to it, you kind, of, you kind of snuck up to the food fight in, in the text with like the, what is it? It's a food fight! And it was just, that was great. Um, uh, Dan, as excellent as always, I think you're, do you prepare your keys beforehand? Because they're always like super great. Oh, yeah, I'll usually uh, write them out. Well, uh, they, again, were like, ooh, Dan has a key. I'm excited. It's going to be good. It was good. So, well done. I went backwards, so there we go. I'm done. Uh, I can go. Um, 
Matt and Ben, I thought the scene with uh, Shane and the big man was excellent. And Matt, I don't know if I've mentioned how um, how how much I empathize with Shane's frustration with esoteric like, ooh, here's a here's a mysterious clue. Well, God damn it, I'm sick of these mysterious clues. I love it. Um, uh, ben pulling the tarantula motif into all of the clues is continues to be lovely. Um, and it seems like you have, it seem it seems like there is an a consistent internal logic to a lot of the questions that are heretofore unresolved. I don't know if there actually is. If there is, good job on keeping it straight and not giving much of it away. If there is not, that's maybe more impressive than if there is. Um, also, Adafoy is. Um, I like Atafoy a lot. Um, Tracy, uh, what do the cameras do other than make me look fabulous? Was I don't that got me really good. Um, arranging a tiny plate for the cat and putting it in your handbag was a lovely detail. And uh, uh, also the ritual to bring back Crow was like the way you described that was really lovely. Uh, wishes I look forward to solving this deep lake lurker i can go uh ben um just want to thank you for just like yeah throwing in the as the crow dies mystery just like in general it was a really neat one i liked like just kind of doing this throughout the week and like Harvey just wants to stay there and just like explore the weirdness more. There's just like it has this vibe um to it that I really like. And I think you were able to convey like the kind of abject strangeness of it very well. Um and like the the dream logicness of it. Um the hint of umami nearly killed me. I just I just almost died. Um yeah, that that was great. Um and also just again related to like the garden just a really good job like characterizing each of the non-children very well and like conveying like their individual personality quirks and such um yeah like great job uh dan the the ball of twine is the only thing i know about that also nearly killed me that was great um as well as civet local economy and sculpture is a non-competitive sport just yeah really really good i i love just because he seemed like like brian just like rolls out with just these things that he'll just say and i feel like i have known these guys and it's just yeah it's very funny and you do it very well um matt also, yeah, half wish here. Very much look for looking forward to uh, Shane and Erica comparing notes on, yeah, on this whole behind the scenes stuff because that'll be really cool. And I I really empathize with Shane's just kind of doneness and yeah, like outright frustration with with everything going on. He seemed to have done this like sort of full circle of just like being scared about what's going on 
and then sort of like accepting what's going on and moving with it and then just being like done with what's going on and just <laughs> like, like watching this journey has been really great um and and i love it i just love seeing his his character growth wishes um yeah shane and erica getting into some hot goss and um wanna shane's figure... ever hot goss in his life but this will be a, <laughs> a time to try uh figuring out how to like utilize next sunday ad because i felt like i wasn't really sure like how and like when to use it uh this session and i think i think part of that was just like still being in like chromatic desert area a little bit um but yeah i want to see if i can figure out how to how to use that because I, I really yeah i think it's cool that is it for me uh yeah i will echo what was said i really like playing the big man off of all of you it's fun to see how you react to this just extremely strange individual who is uh just peddling nonsense bullshit at you uh it's fun and uh thank you dan for uh i i do have an idea of what's going on here i am trying to keep things consistent i'm glad that uh that's helping um but it has also changed a couple of times and I'm sure it'll change a couple of times again as you throw things at me. And I, I really love that. Uh, my, my theory for what's going on is as much just a, a theory. Uh, and I really enjoyed your go at answering the questions today. I liked leaning into the, the dream logic of the Esacrodize, but also your spider just wants to be friends. Uh, I did not use my keeper reaction, uh, frankly, because I forgot. But don't worry, I've made a note. Um, and uh, I look forward to how you try again with the clues that you have and, and what you might find. Um, stars, Brian, sorry, Dan, your Brian masks, keys, as previously mentioned, are always great. The echoing coyote howls was uh just a big left turn from what i expected where you were going with that and it was wonderful i loved it uh tracy you digging in as much as you could to what was going on trying to make sense out of this inherently senseless uh experience was really good um i enjoyed getting to see how you responded to all the different characters and what it all might mean Matt, uh, as mentioned, I love playing the big man with Shane. Uh, I, I really do love how Shane is just sick of it all. And um, that's an interesting interpretation of the high sensitivity. Like you're not uh, you're not getting all wooey about it. You're not touching crystals. You're just sick of all this stuff that the world has revealed to you. Uh, I love it very much. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any any strong wishes other than seeing what comes next. Uh, I will be throwing a new mystery at you. And uh, yes, please resolve the deep play clerker. Uh, because by the time <laughs> you get there, the camp will have closed again. Um, all the children will have been eaten. Uh, and, and Jessica will have forgotten who you are. It, it just, yeah. Before we go, however... 
I have a stinger. The big man, as you saw him last, sallow, ill-looking, is walking in the desert. The sun is high in the sky, bright and hot. He looks different than you remember. Uh, sorry, I didn't read ahead as much as I should have. He looks different still than you remember. The flesh of his face hangs in long, saggy flaps. His eyes are milky and occluded. His cowboy hat is nowhere to be seen. Perhaps most interesting of all, his great bulk is no more. Now he is just a tall, gaunt, yellow thing wandering the wastes. A king of ghouls. He walks to the mouth of a cave and cries into the blackness. Come forth if you must, great hunger. Devil of the ancient world, render of flesh. You have swallowed the signal to this place and followed it home. Show yourself then. Show yourself and do what thou wilt. The camera moves past the deep, the big man looking at this cave entrance. In the shadow behind, something moves, something dark. And something that glitters with red and blue sequence moves toward the camera. You get the sense of other things moving back there. Two, three other things. If you were watching, you begin to get the sense that maybe you shouldn't have let me play a tape in Dolores Rodenbecker's bedroom. Bye.